it's time for Hillbilly Has Bins. Now here's Darren and Dave. Alright, welcome everybody to the next episode of Hillbilly Has Bins. I'm Darren Smith and this is Dave. Say hi, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello, Darren. How's it going today, my man? Oh, I'm just hanging in there, bro. You know, uh, I'm excited about today's episode. Yeah, me too. Have you ever seen, I know you have, but <laughs> folks out there, have you ever seen those big, beautiful buses that look like, some people think they're RVs. You know, Mars, look at that RV. But uh, they're not. They're tour buses. And, and uh, you, if you've ever wondered about what it's like to be on one and live on one, we're going to talk about that today. This is also a special episode because we're going to talk about our driver that drove for us for almost 20 years, Lonnie Sweet. Uh, Lonnie uh, passed away earlier this year, and we sure miss him. He was a great guy, big gruff dude. You wouldn't want to tangle with him in a dark alley, I'll tell you that. But had a heart like a lion and a, just just a big-hearted fellow. Big teddy bear. But if you didn't know him, you know. But you wouldn't know that. No, Until no. you got deep down in there. He's one of them big old... <laughs> corn-fed Kentucky boys, you know, or right. Cincinnati boys. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about him, and we're going to talk about some bus etiquette and uh, some bus movies and just what you do to pass the time when you ride. You know, I think in the 23 years I was with Tim, I think I probably spent more time on that bus than I did at home. Absolutely. We, we'd spend so many months together there that um, by the time we'd go home, we wouldn't even really call each other when we went to the house. There was not a lot of contact. And, you know, being a driver for them buses, a lot of people think it's a glamorous job, but there's a lot of work to it and a lot of commitment to keep everyone, you know, safe and keep the bus clean and get to the gig on time and, and get enough rest in between to stay awake while you're driving. Because the main thing is your responsibility to those, you know, eight to 12 souls you have on, on board there, you know, is, is what really matters. And, you know, I've seen Lonnie kick through the snow and the ice and hurricanes, tornadoes, floods. Uh, and <laughs> I, I don't even want to know how many times he saved our lives. I know of two. I was there in front for two. Right. There was probably hundreds because he drove millions and millions of miles. There was times where I um, would have to get out of the captain's chair. I was just like in fog where you're going 70, 80 miles an hour. And I'm like, Lonnie, I can't see a car length in front of me. We're just flat out trusting there's nothing there. And, you, you know, know, the bus drivers, we'd always travel with three or four, however many buses, sometimes 12, 13. And if the weather was bad, they'd always put Lonnie in front, you know, because he could get through anything. <laughs> You know, Dave, Lonnie's brother, Johnny Sweet, used to drive for us, too. It was kind of wild having both Sweet boys out there. Right. But he messaged us with a, the story of Lonnie and jogged our memories about this. And uh, so I'll kind of tell you about it. It was in Virginia during a terrible snowstorm. We had stopped at the truck stop, and Lonnie, Johnny, and Tim Cotton the lead truck driver was shocking about what to do because they had closed the interstate down. Well, Lonnie said, we're going. Y'all follow me. Well, Tim Cotton, he said, no, I ain't going. Lonnie said, well, it'll look really bad if the buses make it and the trucks don't. So Lonnie takes off with Johnny behind him. On the radio, I hear Tim Cotton saying, slow down, Lonnie. Where are you at? He said, come on. I'm going around the barricade. So he ran around the barricade where they had the highway closed off. And I was riding up front with Johnny, and I had to go in the back. 
Because as Johnny put it, it was white knuckles and tight butt cheeks. <laughs> well, they traveled through the blizzard all night and made it to the gig. And the promoter was so grateful, he gave each of the drivers a $500 bonus. It was pretty cool. Thanks, Johnny Sweet, for reminding us of that trip. You know, one time, you know I hate to fly. He called me up and said, uh, would you mind uh, co-driving with me? I've got to drive from Nashville to L.A. and uh, by myself. And I said, yeah, it'd be fun. You know, we we got plenty of time. We'll take our time. So we stopped on the way at the Grand Canyon. So we're sitting there and looking over the edge of the Grand Canyon across this vast thing. And he looks at me and there's this lady standing beside me. And I had no, I don't know her from Adam, but he looks at me and he says, uh, man, I wonder how far it is across this thing. And the lady must have thought he was talking to her because she looked at him and she says, really smart elderly too. She said, I do not know. I am French. And he looked at me like, what the, I wouldn't even talk. And we, so for the rest of the trip to L.A., we were talking. Every time one of us would get smart aleck at each other, we'd say, I do not know. I am French. <laughs> I loved how he would take those those little things and use them for a while on you. And then every once in a while, he'd break them out a year or two later. Oh, I know. You know hey, hey, man, do you remember? Here's my first uh, scary bus story. So I'm on turbo. I'm pretty brand new. We're taking a long, you know, one of those where you go to bed at night and you've got all morning the next morning, you know, noon or so before you're going to pull over. I wake up to go to the bathroom and, you know, go look up front for a minute. And he's like, man, one of the rare times he ever asked me, he, I mean, he asked me once and this was it. He's, can you hold this down? I really got to pee. Well, there's a long line of people. It's a black, it's that Black Hawk little Texas tour. And I think he's leading. And he asked me, I've never drove no bus before, you know? <laughs> so I'm like scared and I got underwear on. I don't have no shirt on or, and I'm sitting in that seat. And so I'm looking and when you're sitting at the seat, the line is, you know, I did what I do in a car and I put myself where I would be on the car. And so the right tire starts going, and he's going, what in the hell? <laughs> he's back there trying to pee and he's hollering at me and he's get this back on the road. And then the, you know, all it's slowing down. And then someone pulls up beside me and I could hear on the radio, some big drunk, naked guys driving Lonnie's bus. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you remember You remember when we, uh, uh, Lonnie had to get some sleep because he'd been driving, I don't know how long, and he says, Darren, come up here and uh, drive for me for a little while so I can get just an hour of sleep is all I need. And so I went up there and started driving. And what he neglected to tell him, well, he told me what exit to get off of or what highway to take. And then remember you were up there with me and we, we started making up these songs and, and laugh. We got distracted. Yeah. And man, we were being so silly. I guess we passed the exit and about, I think we were like 50 miles past the exit and we were both scared to wake Lonnie up to, to tell him. And all of a sudden we hear this, where, 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 what's going on? What's going on? That's what he said. You know why? You know why he did that? Because we was laughing and singing and making all these jokes, and we got quiet because we got scared. As soon as we got quiet, it's like a dad. He was like, "What's going on up oh, there?" And we're like, "Oh, we're busted." So we had to, he had to drive fifty <laughs> miles back. He cussed us for a hundred miles. Man. I think our excuse was, "Man, I didn't see no exit." <laughs> 
Remember the truck driver that um, went to the wrong venue? He went to the wrong Charleston or something. And he told Lonnie, he had, he said, that must have been about the time I put my hand in a bag of chips. And I, I missed I, I missed the, <laughs> Oh, Lonnie, I missed the, he gave him hell bro. about that, I'll tell you. Oh, my goodness, he did. You know what we should do now, Dave? What's that, man? You know, we wrote a song. It's called Dance All Doctors. Yes, we did. Probably the first song that we wrote that had to do with what we did with things. 100% autobiography. Yeah, and so Lonnie is in this song. If you listen, and you'll hear a couple times, it'll say on the chorus, I never drove a bus for a paycheck, but I know someone who did. Well, that was Lonnie Sweet. He used to drive for a yep. paycheck. Right, and to keep it, uh, keep it sweet between the lines. That's Lonnie Sweet. So when you see that lyrics written down, it's sweet. S-W-E-E-T. So we're going to play that for you now. And so take All a right. listen. It's a good tune. Well, I'm at home on the highway. They say I've done a million miles. And I'm just an old dance hall doctor. I've been around a while. I've seen cities come and go. While my family came and went Brought my mama to a show And left right after it But I ain't smoked one with old Willie I ain't rode one with old Merle But I know what it feels like to be living in that world Never drove a bus for paycheck But I know someone who did Going down the highway, doing things my way, just like all those old boys did. I don't know where I'm going, I can't see where I was last night. I saw it all in the moment, and then just disappeared into the night. So let those diesels whine Keep it sweet between the lines And tomorrow night at nine Yeah, we'll all be feeling fine Well, I ain't smoked one with no Willie I ain't rode one with no Merle But I know what it feels like to be living in that world I never drove a bus of paycheck but I know someone who did Going down the highway And doing things my way Oh, just like all those old boys did I ain't smoked one with old Willie I ain't rode one with old Merle But I know what it feels like to be living in that world Never drove a bus a paycheck But I know someone who did Going down the highway And doing things my way Just like all those old boys did All right, we're back. 
I hope you all enjoyed that. I do. I, I like this. I like listening to that song. It's been a while. We were going to cut that, but we never did. did have the demo. You know? It's a couple of them we did like that. You know, there's a couple things you do on the bus that it's kind of called bus etiquette. You know, there's uh, things you do and things you don't do. A couple things are, for some reason, when you get out of your bunk and you go into the front, you always make sure, or you get off the bus, you make sure your curtain's closed in your bunk. I don't know why. It's just an unwritten rule. You close the curtain. Probably keeps the funk. Maybe so. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else you don't do, Dave? What's that? Never fart without giving out a warning. But what happens in the middle of the night? Well, you just do it. No, you don't want to wake people up. But <laughs> if you're if you're sitting there with the other guys, you want to warn them. Hey, you know, or make it loud enough where they know where it came from. Or they know that. Yeah. Yeah. So they 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 can enjoy it too. Or, or 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 they can you know give you hell about it. Or or just or they can pay you back. Or, or just be envious that you did it. You know, then they can't. <laughs> right. You know. Because it's inevitable, they're going to get you too. I mean, you're, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, if you're watching TV or somebody's watching TV in the in the front lounge, you can't just go up and change the channel because you just have to sit down and watch it, even if you hate it. If you don't like it, you still just got to watch it. We've done that many times. Many times. I got left in Montana one time. You How'd I miss that? Uh, what the hell? I don't know. I, I uh, We stopped at a truck stop in the middle of nowhere, Montana. You got oil. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody else was asleep. And, you know, usually what they do is if you get off the bus, you put your hat or something in the driver's seat so the driver will know that somebody's off the bus, you know. Well, I went into I went into the truck stop just to look around a little bit and stuff. And then they had a a little casino in there. So I stuck 20 bucks in there when I was winning. I think I won 100 bucks. So I come back outside and the bus is gone. Oh my god! Yeah, you probably didn't have a phone. I didn't have did a you? phone then, and I didn't have my wallet either. I just took a twenty dollar bill in there. Nice. Oh yeah. That's so nice. I got on the phone. The only number I could remember was the fan club number. So I called, and Renee called Lonnie and said, "Hey man, you uh left Darren." Oh yeah. Man, I wonder how she called. I Man, I remember we didn't have a, no phone able to do something like that when I first got. Yeah, there. I called on a payphone. You know, to call yeah, him. I had a phone card number in my pocket for the first ten years we was there. Boy, he come back and got me. He probably went like sixty miles, and he came back and got me. I bet he was happy then too, wasn't he? I told him I was in the bathroom. You got you did. You guys oil spotted me, and uh, at the the first time I moved over to the bus, it must have been the first week. It was like you all forgot me or something. It's like <laughs> I was pulling my bag to the bus and I see it take off. I think it was in Myrtle Beach or somewhere like that. You have to spend money on a cab to get there. That's your punishment for not getting to the bus. On That's time. right. You know what else? The first one up in the morning uh, has to make the coffee. Uh, I never did because I don't drink coffee. But and I, boy, if I made the coffee, nobody would drink it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I always put my head in there and said, man, what can I get you? And you Give me a do. Yeah. Oh, he was know. a do freak, man. He, he was a do freak. How did he do that and go so long without going to the bathroom? I mean, I, I literally saw him get in the bus in Nashville and drive overnight and 10 hours to Dallas. He gets out, goes in the, and pays for the gas, fills up the gas. Can't, you know, it takes 30 minutes to put gas in a bus like that. 
And then he comes and sits down in the seat and gets ready to take off and says, damn, I forgot to go pee. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. How do you, that's not human. I wonder what the record he had was probably, probably Nashville to LA. I bet he could go that far. With it. He's like, it's like he just parked camel or something. You know, Mark Turley's another guy. He's, he's a, uh, he used to drive for BB King and a bunch of different people, but he, uh, right. he, he, he drove for Tim good crew or faith crew. I'm not sure which one, but I remember hearing him on the CB radio and he'd be messing with the truckers out there. He'd go, right. he'd go, oh, for sale, boys. I got, I'm here at this truck stop. I got a 19-inch TV, brand new, slightly used in the box. And they'd go, slightly used, brand new. Huh? Okay. And then he'd go, <laughs> and, they, and, the, and they'd come back on. Well, what, where are you at, driver? She said, I'm sitting right here at this truck stop in this flatbed reefer. You'd hear it get real quiet. And then somebody would go, I I don't believe I've ever uh, seen a flatbed reefer before, you know, like a refrigerated truck that's a flatbed, you know. Right. Uh, he would. He was just hilarious. <laughs> everything was a contradiction. Yeah, everything, and he'd just go on for hours and and suck them in like like a fish on a hook, you know. It was it was hilarious. That's funny, man. Yeah, who else was good at that? There were, we had a few characters that could get on the. Uh, Get on the radio and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> entertain us talking to those truckers or those middle-of-the-night people, middle-of-nowhere people on that CB radio. You know, Dave, did you know that almost always the buses we were on had names? We'd name them. I think it started out with uh, the White Eagle with the uh, Spank the Monkey on the side Spank. that John Marcus drew on there. It was called Turbo. I didn't know he drew yeah. it. Did he draw it? He did, he did that? the rough, and then they had it airbrushed on there. That's that's neat. Yeah, that was his big character. He'd sign it when we signed uh, <laughs> autographs on the Billy Bob's uh, wall. He that's right. what he would draw under his name. Spank. I think we went back years later and saw Spank on the wall there, at Billy Bob's. Yes, I do. The first bus was called Turbo Tonkin because that's what we did. We put a bunch of bunch of miles on that bus, and uh, then I think. We, there was a Emerald City, which is the green bus. The green one. It was beautiful when we got that brand new. Johnny drove most of that. Yeah, he did. And and the significance of that is is that we was all on the tur on turbo at first. Then we got Emerald City, and then the band got the barge. Yeah. And you and myself and and Billy was it I Billy? So. We stayed on Emerald City yeah. with the crew and. That was when we was living large with all those crazy crew guys. So, and then not what well, we do that maybe six or eight months, and then they put us all on the band bus, and we got civilized. Well, what it was is the I think there was a uh, king bunks where there's only one to eight bunks on there, and I think right. and Tim was sleeping in one of the bunks. So, I think you know it was a room issue too. So we just stayed over there, and then I think they switched it back into twelve bunks. And then that's right. when we came over to the to the band bus, uh, the Royal Barge, we called it. I can remember when, when that was all getting discussed and you and I, I was like, man, we can't be split up. This won't be no fun. <laughs> Smith's on one bus and I'm on another. This is suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something else you do to pass the time on a bus is uh, watch movies and TV. Before there, you know, you used to have those big, huge satellite dishes that you'd have to stop raise it up, dial in the satellite, 
It was hilarious. Get the book out, put the course in. Remember, it had the, yeah. the, the book that had the numbers in it. You got close as you could get. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and, and then <laughs> they, they switched it out to the little round bubble antennas that can pick up as you're going. It actually moves and tracks it as you're going down the road, and you can actually right. watch TV. But before that, you know, you couldn't watch TV. You just had to watch movies. You remember when you go east to west and you'd change like you're going one way and you're watching a movie and then he would get on another route to head the other way and it would be like a two minute delay why it picked up all the course so so it would jack a good movie or up. Or if man. you go under a <laughs> underpass, like if you're going through Chicago and all the underpasses in Chicago, you might as well forget about watching TV. But you know what? You watch a lot of movies and we compiled the top five movies on the bus, but we couldn't, I couldn't fit them all. So I had three honorable mentions. Uh, <laughs> one was tombstone, which, you know, yes, we, we, that's kind of a, given. Well, yeah, we quoted that, you know, I'm your huckleberry, you know, and all that right. different stuff. And then the jerk, you know, who didn't love the jerk? We watched it millions of times. <laughs> a weird one was blue velvet. Uh, I didn't really like the movie, but I just liked Dennis Hopper in it. You know, right. it was just it was so weird, man. So I'm going to go um, tell you the top five movies. Let's hear them. Let's okay. hear them. Uh, number five, All the Rambos. <laughs> Hopefully in succession, you know, in succession would be great. All the Rambos. And then number That's four, funny. All the Rockies. <laughs> If you can get through those, you're done with Stallone for a while, you know? Right. There's a good weekend right there, right? And then number three, Boogie Nights. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Oh, and you know right. what? The the Probably everybody watched it because of the prosthetic thing, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, I heard a story about, you know, they, they kept asking if it was real or if it's, you know, fake and all that. And he said it was fake. It was a prosthetic. And uh, he said he keeps it in his drawer in New York. Uh, and when he wants to mess with his friends, he takes it out and starts beating them with it. I don't know if that's true or not. That's, but. that's, that's great, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Blazing Saddles. That is. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it for its time, it was hilarious. I'm sure it wouldn't fly now, but. <laughs> I'm surprised it's I'm surprised it's not banished at the moment. But, you know, maybe they'll leave it alone. Number one, can I get a drum roll, please? Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Got to be number yes. one. It has to be. Yeah, because if you've ever worked for an artist, you'll get it. You'll, <laughs> you'll get it. It's hilarious. I'm not going to tell you about the movie, so I don't want to spoil anything, but it's hilarious. What's the guy's name? I forget his name. The, the main character, he was, he was in all those. Riley. His name's Riley. Uh, last name's Riley. It's Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, John Riley. C. Riley, and the music <laughs> on it is great. They got great. I mean, great music. Great songs. Great lyrics. Remember when when I first came? I came with a tape I had made at home of all kinds of Living Color episodes, and we had some. We had David Letterman. We actually had only the the three songs that James Brown did on David Letterman about 1992, something like that, where he just smoked the Letterman studio and it was right in the middle of all these living color tapes. You know, in those days you would just tape stuff and put it on there. So stuff would disappear and pop back on in the middle of things. So, but that was a good tape. We about wore that thing out. Well, Dave, 
you know what? It's about time to go, my brother. Man, that was fast. I know. We're good, man. We're good. Fast. We're getting we're fast. getting better at that. So I mean, so y'all know we're a uh, if the sound changes or something you know is weird or something, we're just doing this. We're learning as we go. We're working. Yeah, on we're it. working on it, and we're also working on the website where you know you can come see some cool photos and stuff. And don't forget to visit our Facebook page under Hillbilly Hasbins and leave us a comment or a message. You know, we don't know how long we're going to keep doing this. As long as y'all are interested, I guess we're having fun doing it. It gives us something to do and let y'all hear a little bit about what it was like for us to be on the road and stuff. That's better than writing a book. Exactly. We're not writing no damn book. It's more fun. (laughs) Well, I don't even write a grocery list, so... Right, right. I typed myself one. I text myself one. That's as far as I'm. I getting. know. You know. Uh, you can hear this podcast now on six different places. Right now, it's Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Anchor, and Radio Public. Now, Radio Public. Yeah, nice. that's a new one. And so it's coming soon to I, Apple Podcast, which is iTunes, uh, Google Podcast, and Castbox. So we're uh, working on getting it out there. We hope you uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, just tell everybody that you can about it. And if we get it growing good, we'll just keep on making these things because we we got plenty of stories to last probably through the end of the year <laughs> and maybe more. Probably, maybe more. And um, who knows, you might get on to uh, tell us one of your stories. Yeah, we, folks. we're going to do that. We're going to have kind of... We can figure out how to Yeah, we're going to keep... <laughs> keep uh keep going because we got a lot of buddies and friends out there that you know are in the music business and yeah they've all been through this the same you know same kind of uh situation or you know any musician can relate because someday we're all in the same boat i heard uh and this is not saying nothing bad but i heard reba used to change her band guys like she changed her underwear that's why i heard that (laughs) i don't know yeah right but it happened right so here we are And so thanks for joining us and catch us next time and peace out, my brother. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. You guys have a good week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. We would ride our bus town to town. Everybody was a getting down. Pack it up and do it all again. The hillbilly has been. of old have come to pass even though we was kicking ass we love the fans but we need some friends you billy has been